Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess, Episode 3. This week on the Slate, Lair of the White Worm. The best horror movie that came out in 1988, starring Hugh Grant. Prostitution. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I am Brett. And this week for you, we got Lair of the White Worm. It's great. It sure is a movie. <laughs> that came out. But anyway, we'll reserve judgment for, for now. later. So let's let's start off. In a farm in England. I assume it's England. Is well, everybody... I certainly hope so because everybody's a bonkers wanker. Yeah. I have to be careful because my British accent, when I when I go for it, has a tendency to slide into Australian. Too right and so on and so forth. The dingoes ate my baby. <laughs> but we start off at a farm where our friend Angus, the archaeologist... Nerd! ...has found a big, gross-looking skull when he's excav- excavating. Looks like a horse's skull. Or if a squid was made of bones. I think it's probably a crocodile skull. Or a crocodile skull. So he shows it off to the... The local uh, ladies that live there. It apparently is some sort of... His little friend with the boy's haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Mary yeah. and Eve. Good. I think it's like a bed and breakfast or something, because they keep alluding to the fact that people are staying there, and will get rather crotchety if they don't have their tea. I can understand half of the jibber-jabber anyway. I don't speak no moon languages. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of words I don't fully grasp the context of. Bonker wankers. So... His, his lady friend, Eve, says, enough of this archaeology nonsense. Let's go off to a ball. In which we are treated to Dexy's Midnight Runners, regaling us with the tale of the white worm. I think they're kind of making fun of Americans. I think is what that is. With their cowboy get-ups, their... No, I, I, I think you just are misinterpreting Dexy's Midnight Runners and the cultural impact they had. But that's not the... That's what... All right. Yeah, you can't argue with my nonsensical statement, can you? <laughs> I suppose not. Excellent. And we learned that the white worm was slayed by your friend of mine, Hugh Grant. He his, had a name in the his, movie, but it's easier to call him Hugh Grant. Yeah, he's the only guy you're going to recognize, more than likely. With the hookers. So we learned that he, his ancestors killed the white worm, or so the legend goes. So they think. Muhu-ha-ha-ha. Muhu-ha-ha-ha. Indeed. And then we come, we come back to the farm. Oh, wait, we're drinking Boilermakers. Oh, yeah, we are drinking Boilermakers. I was supposed to tell you. Chris took the stick out of his because he's a bitch. I am. Bitches don't like sticks. You heard it here first. That doesn't sound quite right, but... Whatevs. I don't know. Boilermakers. So we jump back to the farm, where the local constable... Oh, is... Glass Eye? Glass Eye. He's got a couple of problems, I'm pretty sure, when you look at him. The least of which is his glass eye. Yeah. Unfortunately for him. Comes to say, hey guys, we haven't had any luck trying to find them parents you lost. <laughs> but we found a watch! Sorry, whatever, here's this. In a cave, whose this name escapes me. Probably fix it. Worm Cave? Worm Cave 7. <laughs> oh god, there's more than one? Yeah, you gotta number them so you don't get Is confused. there more than seven? Is I don't know, I'm not British, man. You're I'm the one familiar. that's telling me about the Worm Cave with the numbers. I'm not familiar with their customs. Well, I don't think that's a custom, but... I do know they have a thing called Spotted Dick, which is hilarious. <laughs> I think it's a pudding or something, but I don't care. It's I so hilarious. Not. Bangers and mash is a British thing, I think. It all sounds like sex and herpes to me. And crumpets and... Was cricket British? Uh, yeah. You dummy. And the queen? Yeah. Yeah. The bullocks. And how do we never mind them? Never mind the bollocks. Here come the sex <laughs> pistols. They couldn't play their instruments very well. <laughs> no, they couldn't. 
But they certainly were moderately Drunk. racist. They on drugs a lot. Man, we, we really are digressing. That's how it happens. Get back on the fucking notes then, Chris. <sighs> all right, all right, all if right. we've digressed. So our good friend Glass Eye yeah. gives him the watch and decides to pay a visit to Lady Sonia's since she was supposed to be out of town. Sylvia, dumbass. What is it? Sylvia. Oh, God. I said Sylvia. I'm sorry. I'm so terrible with remembering the characters' names in these things. Yeah. Let the are. record show I give no fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to Lady Sylvia's. Sylvia. Is that right? Yeah, Sylvia. All right. Lady Sylvia's. I understand how it's hard for you. And Constable Glass Eye. Just going <laughs> to check out the place. Because she was supposed to be on holiday. Yep, because that's what they do. They for go another on fortnight. Fucking Christmas for some reason, because that's what they call vacations. They're backwards. Bunch of bonkers wankers. And he gets turned into a snake pyre, which is what I'm going to call the people. Because I think it's funny. Yeah, that's what I called him too, the snake pyre. And let's spill the fact that our boy Angus found the, the crocodile skull. Angus is the nerd with the horse skull. So our good friend Lady Sylvia, who I will yeah. now refer to as Corella Deville, because I can't remember Sylvia <laughs> or Sonya correctly. Corella Deville. She is hot. Boing, boing, boing. I mean, granted, now she's probably 68 or so, but... Probably, but you got to see her boobs a lot in 1988. There were some sweet 80s boobs oh, floating around. Finally, some nice ones. Three podcasts to find nice boobs in an 80s horror movie. What yeah, the three, fuck? three podcasts in. It's the first time we've even really seen full-on boob. True. Which is, I don't know, you would figure for a horror podcast there would be a lot more boobs floating around. I still haven't taken the stick out of my drink. Are we just, we're going to do that? Proceed. All right. <laughs> so Cruella DeVille steals the skull because it is, in fact, is the, a totem is it like her dad? Of her pagan god. Pagan god, that's what I meant. The White Worm, who has a name, but guess what? I don't remember names well. I think we were calling him Theodore. Theodore. Theodore, the White Worm god. So Hugh Grant <laughs> and his lady friend come back to the farm. Not to be confused with the prostitute from like the 90s. You guys know. Topical. Topical. See, I agree. We return to the farm. <laughs> where they find the watch... And uh, it makes old girl have to go set a spell. She got the vapors. She got the vapors. She was overcome by the vapors. And on the way up, she touches a crucifix. And which... she loses her goddamn mind. Goes into hallucinogenic snake crucifixion rape land. Yeah, I, I if I come across on this podcast as being hard on this movie, I will <laughs> heartily recommend watching it. If for no other reason. This scene. The crazy dream sequence flashback thing that happened. Don't look it up on YouTube. You gotta work for it like we did, you bastards. Yeah. Probably shouldn't call the audience bastards, but you bastards. Kids today with your face spaces and your yeah. my books and your whatnots and your twatters. My books. But she touches the crucifix and in what I can only describe as a high school production <laughs> of Romans raping a convent full of nuns in front of a crucified Jesus being crawled on by a giant white snake. That is the only thing you could call that because that's exactly what happened. And needless to say, our friend and yours, that lady... is quite, uh... Vexed. Quite fatigued by the whole affair. I would imagine so. And then, she decides to retire. Then we cut over. <laughs> She's gonna take a nap. She had a rough day. You be nice to her. You be nice to her. She's had a rough day. You leave her alone. Then we cut back to Cruella DeVille, who's cruising around, happens upon a little Boy Scout fellow, 
fucking snatches up some 14-year-old kid. Yeah, in, in a very questionable scene, snatches up a rather young man. Takes him into the house, gets him all warm and cuddly with blankets. With blankets and brandy? Yep. And no, snakes no, and ladders? I don't think she gave him any liquor. She gave Hugh Grant and the cop liquor. You know, it's good to see well, that. I don't think. That... But she gets them all cuddly and they play their snakes and ladders. And uh, then she gives him a big boy kiss and it gets him all worked up in his pants. So, so she says, hey, let's well, take a bath. Because that's what you do. <laughs> you play some snakes and ladders. You make out with a woman 30 Three years older times than you. your age. And then you go and take a bath. And while taking a <laughs> bath, he thinks he's going to get a friendly trouser kiss. He's going to get filleted. But he doesn't. He gets his penis bitten off by a worm lady. Bit off his weena weena. Smoking hot Cruella de Vil. Worm lady. And she explains how she was going to sacrifice him to her... Pagan snake got Theodore, but it's interrupted. <laughs> like from, wait, shut up. Whoa. Like from the chipmunks? Yes. Yes, clearly from the chipmunks. Right. This ancient pagan god is I was Theodore asking for from the, the listeners, chipmunks. you need to calm down. They need to know fact from fiction. The listeners are tired of your hijinks. That was that show with that guy from Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Will Riker, right? Right. But you've digressed. <sighs> so Hugh Grant interrupts this dick-biting uh, sacrifice... Drink pledge thing. And has a little uh, tit for tat with Corella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get to uh, they get to know each other. They have some drinks. He gets a big boy kiss. And then he leaves. This movie, not shy about I'm boobs. Out. But doesn't really go much harder than boobs. Yeah. And poorly simulated rape scenes. You get to see your girls. vagina once, but it kind of looks like she's wearing brown panties because she has a lot of pubic hair. It was the 80s. It was. We didn't go full pubic Brazilian. Pubic hair was all the rage. That's all you heard the kids talk about. Check out my pubic hair. And we have taken a decisively not safe for work tone in this particular that's where episode. Who did? You did. It's in books. <laughs> what the hell? All of them. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> all of it. Everything is in books. None of it. I've got all kinds of books that are not relevant to this conversation. Pubic hair. Fine. Pubic hair. Whatever. You <laughs> pubic win. Pubic hair, right? A high five on Customary high five. One an episode. Get used to it. You've digressed. I have. So Hugh Grant goes home and has a freaky deaky dream sequence about being on an airplane with Cruella DeVille and Eve and Eve's missing parents who are strapped into the seats of the airplane. And they're fed a red liquid from Snake Lady, who's a stewardess now. And then for inexplicable reasons, there is a weird scissoring girl fight. Oh, yeah, the leg wrestling. And Hugh Grant simulates an erection with a marker. He sure does. It's a weird fucking scene. Uh, It's fun. I like it. Yeah, it's just for fun. And then he wakes up to find his creepy-ass butler with the newspaper. Oh, I like the butler. He always seems like he's uh, real upset about whatever Hugh Grant wants him to do, but he has to do it because he's a butler. I think that would be a good line of work. Is there an oath you take as a butler to put up with that kind of nonsense? Do people still have butlers? Have the internet replaced them? Uh, with their smartphones. With, with their Siri. Right. They could just ask Siri about it and they're a butler. Well, yeah, but a butler will, like, uh, turn down your sheets and uh, bring you newspapers and coffee. And call you sir. Yes. Sir. Right away, my lord. But the butler brings him a newspaper. The butler looks like the penguin from Batman Returns. Danny DeVito? No, like the penguin character. Except for the flippers. Are you on the junk? Because that is not the case. Yeah. No, he does. He's Wait. all short and waddly with the haircut. And... Oh. Oh, my. But you've digressed. 
You digressed. I did digress. We're blaming digression. I, just, on I me. blame it on you every time. If anybody has a word besides digression that I could use, so I'd have to say digress eleven times an episode, please let me know. Or get us a thesaurus. A thesaurus would also be helpful. Or a link to an online thesaurus. We will replace every word in the podcast with a word similar for the word that we're looking for. Even shit like this. I probably I probably won't. Nor will I. I'll just drink. My Boilermaker, with the stick still in it, is gone, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Hugh Grant realizes. He does. When he sees the paper that his butler hands him, that the cave that they say his ancestors vanquished the white worm from in the olden days, in ye oldie days, looks <laughs> very oldie. similar to a cave that is nearby. So he thinks to himself. He says to himself, he says, <laughs> Hey, let's go check out that cave. Maybe there's a connection between the cave and the missing people as of late for reasons that are never made clear to me personally while watching the film. So he collects his good chums, Angus, our two ladies, and they go to the cave. And they're going to go check it out. But our, our friend in Year's Eve decides that, eh, she needs to go back because them limey Brits are going to want their tea and they'll get right cross of, if they don't have it. Bunch of wankers. They are a bunch of wankers. Bonkers. Bonkers wankers for their tea they are. That is not some fuck around word. Bonkers is some heavy shit. Yeah, don't say that lightly. No, that'll get you shot, dude. I don't know where you guys are at, but... I should actually go out, go out on my front porch right now and be on bonkers? Shit. Mm-mm. I wouldn't do it. And I got a gun. I got two. But they have four. So Eve says, I want to go back and give these limey Brits their tea. And on the way back, who does she stumble across but Cruella DeVille? Wait, 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 wait. Did she even say stumble across up tree? How do you stumble over a tree? She stumbled across the tree. She didn't stumble. She, didn't stumble. she came across oh, whatever. the tree. You stumble over stuff on the ground. What is this, fucking and... amateur hour? No. God. <laughs> no. Fine, fine. She comes upon. Upon she rounding. Comes upon. Bam. Do you hear that? Gross. Regardless, <laughs> the thing to take away from all this is Cruella DeVille is in a goddamn tree. <laughs> and she says, she says... Hey, yo, Eve, what's good? I'm up in this tree because they be kittens up in this bitch. <laughs> All direct quotes. That literally is in the movie. That is exactly what she says. And she said the kitten was up in the tree, but it's gone now. I'll come down and we'll talk. Have a little chat. And she, I don't know what the fuck she does. She Jedi mind tricks Eve into Brain going melder. So we cut back to Troll DeVille's estate where she is inexplicably nude in a tanning bed. There are no Dalmatians. I was a little bummed out. Yeah, I was hoping she'd have 101 or so. Not even a musical number. Give or take. See my vest. Disney. And she explains to our our pal Eve that she's got that sweet virgin in her. Boing. So she would make a suitable sacrifice to Theodore. But how? How did she come to determine? I'm glad you, you asked. May a- <laughs> I may ask as I ask. Well, since you brought it up... <laughs> She uses what I think is an entire elephant tusk. Hopefully. That has been carved into a uh, purity detector, which can tell if you're a virgin by rubbing across your vagine. A strap-on purity detector. And when the purity detector gives her favorable marks... Ding, 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 ding. She uh, says, hey, good news. I'm gonna kill you (laughs) and sacrifice you to Theodore while you're still alive. Huzzah! Yay, you saved yourself, so now we're going to have you killed and fed to the worm. 
So she says, but you know what? Those friends of yours are probably worried about you by now. So why don't you make an awkward phone call to make them all instantly suspicious that something's going on? And she does, because she is under the spell of Cruella DeVille. And I don't She's know. She's also got the vapors. I think I would probably be under the spell of Cruella DeVille. She's pretty hot for some British chick in 1988. She has an affinity for tight-fitting pants and very tall boots. Her teeth ain't busted. That's true, for a Brit. Right. She's got a right nice grill. Yep. But the phone call has the adverse effect. It makes everyone instantly suspicious. Because she's talking about Theodore and whatnot. She lets Theodore's name slip. <laughs> and that's when Angus and Hugh Grant decide that, wait a second. Wait, I thought it was Alvin and Simon. <sighs> I mean... Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> no, don't call them that. That'll fuck me up. Just call them Nerd and Hugh Grant. Nerd and Hugh Grant decide... And boy haircut. That, man, there's got to be something going on here. So they make the only <laughs> logical choice, and that is to play snake-charming music at a high volume yep. on top of an abandoned temple nearby <laughs> in order to draw Cruella DeVille out of her house. Now, truthishly, if I had a nickel for every time that I've had to pipe snake-charming music over top of a temple, yeah. Great. That's That worked. Excellent. I mean, personally, I have an entire iPod shuffle dedicated to Snake Charming music. <laughs> in the it event is a hot that genre I with the kids. Yeah, it, it's catching on. I mean, I don't want to sound like a hipster, but it's just right. like, it's so underground that you probably haven't got into it yet. But, I mean, you'll see one day. You'll all see. You'll all see! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pipe down. Boilermakers make me angry. Yell more! Apparently. And, unfathomably... <laughs> It, it works exactly how they hope it would. And Cruella DeVille is enticed out of her palatial estate yep. to go find the source of the snake charming music. Which is the 17th stupidest thing I have ever seen in a movie. <laughs> uh, it's somewhere in the teens. It's not top 10, but it's pretty fucking dumb. Yeah. <sighs> so, our friend Nerd and Lady Nerd... <laughs> boy haircut. Boy haircut and Nerd decide... Yeah. Well, now it seems like a good time to break into her house and see what kind of chicanery she's up to. Right. Damn Cruella DeVille. And as they're rifling through her worldly hot possessions... Cruella DeVille. Hot Cruella DeVille. Yeah, she wasn't very hot in that Disney movie. And yeah. in the live-action one, was it like Glenn Close or some? Glenn Close is kind of hot. This podcast is over. You've digressed. You've ruined it. Anyway, <laughs> they're going through Cruella DeVille's estate... And they come across who they think might be Cruella DeVille. But it turns out it's really Lady Nerd's Snake Pirate Mom. Lady Nerd's Snake Pirate Mom. Check. Everything's right. Well, boy haircut. We can call her Lady Nerd boy Whatever. haircut. It doesn't matter. None of this is you guys are probably lost as shit at this point anyway. But Booyah. Take that. And she bites. Boy haircut Lady Nerd. <laughs> you said the whole name. I like that. So That's our boy Angus... Decides the only thing he can do is grab a burning log out of the fireplace <laughs> and chase her away with it and put it back in the fireplace. Well, That's... I mean, you don't want to just drop it in the fucking house and catch the fucking house on fire, Chris. Fair gotta, enough. Gotta, I, yeah. Think. Fires are no joke. Fight, no. Smokey the Bear said something about rolling around on the floor. Only you can prevent setting a house on fire rolling with swinging around. a flaming log at a snake pyre that was your mom. On the floor. Sean's mom. Fires. We've digressed. Yeah, we're good at that. So then her mom runs off. So our boy Angus decides, man, I better make a phone call to Hugh Grant and let him know what's good. <laughs> if I had a nickel. So he calls up Hugh Grant and says, hey, watch out, man. It worked and we got in. 
but it got a little hairy. And then the power goes out at Hugh Grant's palatial estate. A lot of people have palatial estates in this. Yeah. For a dirt poor community, there are some really nice houses. That's it's, that's a weird area they live in because they live on a rural farm, clearly with hundreds of acres of land, no neighbors, no nothing, out in the fucking sticks in the hills. Then you have all the people with the uh, the thing you said, palatial estate. Thank you. In a cave. In a cave. It got to have a cave. For, for real. For real. Shit, shit. What, what? So then Hugh Grant, while talking on the phone. Realizes the severity of the situation. Says, thanks for the heads up, Angus. I'm going to notify the authorities. Because they're totally going to believe me when I tell them that giant snake monster worshipping <laughs> vampires are going to get us. Well, yeah. What are they going to do? Not get us? But then the power's cut out. Oh, my. I know. I was trying to do that for emphasis. You got me. And <clears throat> our boy, our hero, the butler, is bit by... Lady Nerd's mom. That sucks. I like the penguin for Batman. And Hugh Grant does what any reasonable person would do and grabs a goddamn Claymore <laughs> and swings it around like 720 degrees. Uh, th- didn't he do it one-handed? I think he used both hands. Did he? We're shooting for realism I would in this movie. certainly hope so. About Theodore the giant snake monster. <laughs> Don't forget Corel DeVille and Nerd and boy haircut and Hugh Grant and... That one poor broad, we never eat, uh, no, Eva's boy haircut. We're all fucked up. Other girl. Ta-da. Perfect. Perfect. Nailed the dismount. Beautiful. I'd do it. So Hugh Grant, 720s this Claymore. Wah! And cuts the poor, the poor lady's mom in half. Yep. Right Lops are clean. Perfect. One Perfect. shot. Bam. Flawless victory. It was spectacular. And he thinks it's all good, but it turns out that she's still alive. And writhing about and such. And Hugh Grant is understandably shaken by this turn of events. But coup de gras the bitch. Huzzah! Ta-da. Power comes back up. And they decide that this is serious business. We need to, we need to regroup <laughs> and put a stop to this nonsense. But before they can. Our boy in yours, Glass-Eye Constable himself, shows up <laughs> at the farm. Glass-Eye. Constable Glass-Eye shows up at the farm. And says, yo, lady nerd. <laughs> Boy haircut, dummy. Whatever. Proceed. You need to be coming with me. You gotta answer some questions about this madness. Because we got people cut don't, in half. Yeah, don't worry about why we're asking you. We got breaking and entering. Your parents are gone, so that's why you're a suspect. We got dead butlers. Corpses. Come on down and make a statement. <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, cool, whatever, glass eye. Like, we's peeps, that's cool. But then she realizes we're not we're not going to the station. We're going to Cruella Deville's house, man. This is not on the level. Not on the level. And they get to Cruella Deville's, and that's when Glass Eye Constable reveals Glass Eye. Whatever. <laughs> he reveals his true nature as a snake pile. And she's chased around in a confusing chase sequence. Hold on, wait. Whoa. Finish that drink. Quit holding it. Oh, okay. Hold God on, dear damn, listeners. Son. Please enter- entertain our listeners while I drink this drink. All right. See that got him to drink it fast because my entertainment was horrible. I do it for you, dear listener. And I made him drink. I'm bigger than he is. Most people are. <laughs> but I'm bigger than most people. So a chase sequence ensues. That makes little to no sense. Right. Right to the chase. Cut to the chase. And just when we feel our heroine cannot escape Constable Glass Eye. <laughs> <laughs> Who should arrive but Angus in a kilt with a bagpipe 
playing bagpipe snake like charming music. music. That's a genre. It's hot. I mean, it's in the clubs. <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> uh. So Constable Glass Eye, <laughs> enticed by the snake charming music, goes towards our boy Angus. I like his funny dance that he does. Yeah, the hands over the head. Kind <laughs> he of just kind of stops and does this like fucking harem dance. It's the least erotic thing that's ever <laughs> happened. Not least. It is very high up on the scale of shit I don't want to see. <laughs> it is slightly above that chick from Hellraiser. Mm, true. Not by much. And Angus, unfortunately, due to the limitations of bagpipes... <laughs> he runs out of fucking air. He's been playing the bagpipes for a solid seven, eight minutes now. Now, I don't know a lot about bagpipes, but I would imagine you would need a seriously large set of bagpipes to play the bagpipes for 37 minutes. It's all about your breathing air, dude. I don't know shit about a bagpipe, dude. I know the Probably sound, not, but I know air and air exist in bagpipes. You put air through them, so it's all about how much air you got. Yeah. And as the bagpipes stop playing... Thing that you are... Constable Glass Eye lunges towards him, and he impales his eyeball on a, what is it, a sundial, I guess? Yeah, well, that's what they had. That was, it was, it was cool. I dug it. It was the style at the time. So Angus goes inside. They put an end to this nonsense with Theodore and such. Cruella de Vil and what have you and so forth. Wait, so where's Dave throughout all this? Why is he not watching those fucking chipmunks? I, I don't know. Reasons, right. I guess. That's the reason. That's all I wanted was a reason. Because of reasons. All right. Because Dave is a terrible father. <laughs> He's let Theodore grow up to be the god of the worms. This is the part they don't show you in the Chipmunks canon, usually, where Dave <laughs> has a horrible addiction to painkillers. All right, listen here, Theodore the Chipmunk. You're going to eat a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacular. Oh, I mean, am I right? <laughs> We've digressed. <laughs> if you eat a virgin, are they still a virgin? What? I guess Think about it. Think about it. I guess if you don't bite through the hymen first. Oh, okay. We're just going to write all the news with that one. Medical as shit. Damn, dog. Anyways. <laughs> so Angus shoots himself with mystery substance in the leg with a needle. Yeah, red stuff. And goes looking around for Cruella DeVille to put an end to this <laughs> nonsense. And she jumps up of a oddly placed curtain. It's it, a curtain for where the walls intersect. Topless covered yeah, in dummy. blue paint. Oh man, that is hot, son. Grill the villain, that paint got me. Bites him in the leg. Their tits. It drags him off to her subterranean lair, <laughs> where the sacrifice to Theodore will take place. What What was your word for fancy houses? Palatial estate. Thank you. Do they all have uh, underground layers? The good ones do. Yeah. I mean, if you want to have some kind of resale value on that thing. If you want to have reasonable. Reasonable? Pal- palatial estate. Thank you. Jesus. You have to have a layer. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, you just have a mansion. A palatial estate has a subterranean Mansions lair. Mansions are stupid. Mansions are for suckers. Right? I live in a Cape Cod, and I'm I'm grateful. We're in the garage. It's kind of a subterranean lair. Cold. And in the subterranean lair, we find our two heroines. Heroin. Heroin. <laughs> That's not funny. And our, our poor Hugh Grant's girlfriend, whose name escapes me. <laughs> is bound over a ginormous hole where the White Worm Theodore oh, is going to come out. Oh, that's what she said. Oh, oh, zing. She's bound over the hole where Theodore will emerge <laughs> to accept the sacrifice. Without Alvin or Simon. And Cruella de Vil, still, by the way, topless in her blue paint. And no Dalmatians. 
Which I gotta say, that seems like a lot of effort to go to, to sacrifice a motherfucker. Could have made a coat. <laughs> and as she goes to sacrifice, our boy Angus jumps up because he shot himself with the mystery substance earlier. Red stuff. And shoves Corel Deville, who is now hanging on to Hugh Grant's girlfriend, who is precariously hanging over the chasm. Right. And I like how they have a, what do you want to call it, fictional super rope? It is, it is a super they nice They cut rope. that shit down to like a, a strand of hair, essentially, the width of. And she's still able to maintain the Cruel Deville. Yeah, with an additional couple, let's, let's call it a buck thirty, buck forty maybe, I don't know. Another Cruella? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much a Cruella Deville weighs. We don't want to upset our, all of our women listeners that we have. Yeah, Wes. <laughs> so, she's hanging off of Hugh Grant's girlfriend. Take that. And our boy Angus makes the only reasonable decision, and that is to sever her hand at the wrist <laughs> in order to get her to let go. And all the all the don't while, don't try to pry your fingers. That's stupid. Don't be a dummy. You cut them yeah, off at the wrist. Spend forty five seconds cutting the wrist while they hang on the super rope six thousand. No bones in the wrist. No bones, only meat. Super easy to cut with a dagger. Meat skin wrapped around. Yeah, oh yeah, right through it. And all the while, Theodore is showing up, and he is pissed. He wanted to be eating some motherfuckers. <laughs> and he manages to cut through Cruella Deville's wrist. Just in the nick of time. Whew. And she falls into probably one of the best uh, done special effects. I liked it. I liked it. I liked the puppet. It was yeah, a puppet. A very, very small puppet. And he eats Cruella Deville like you do. <laughs> I would. Yikes. Whoa. Whoa. And the day is saved. Or is it? <laughs> Because once we get out of there, we oh, we get a phone God. call when we're back at the farm. Hugh Grant and Angus are chilling, talking about they're knocking some shots back, talking about the day, saving people from worms, the inevitable question from the authorities, the lawsuits and the court dates. <laughs> Damn you, red tape. And the phone rings. And it's, it is the local serum manufacturer who says, yeah. yo, the hog, there's been an issue with your serum. We give you the wrong shit. And now, we fade out to Angus and Hugh Grant driving to go get some more drinks because they're not drunk <laughs> enough. Drunk enough to drive, but not drunk enough to not drive yet. They're wankers. They but they're not quite bonkers wankers. They're not bonkered yet. They're merely wankered. <laughs> they're still just wankers. Well, no, Nerd Boy's Scott. Man, they're all talking some jibber-jabber language they're probably I don't drunk understand. Moon language. And it's only then do we realize that the Snake Pirate Menace might not be gone at all. Whoa. I know. I didn't want to resort to that terrible uh, musical effect, but... But it had to be done. There's no other way to explain it. I had to put emphasis... Emphasis. ...on that. And that, in a nutshell, is Layer of the White Worm. It was... I like it. I think it is... It's it's exactly what it claims to be. It doesn't bullshit you. It's a goofy-ass, late-80s British horror movie. I, I... It didn't win no Oscars, I mean... I mean, are we, what do you say? Would you recommend this? Would you tell our lore? I would, I would watch it at least once. If you in any way like B-movies, I would watch Lair of the White Wit, White Worm. Sorry, I said that earlier too, and you yelled. I did. <clears throat> I'll do it again. Oh, yelling. He hits me when no one's looking. But, uh, no, I would, uh, if you're into bees, I would recommend it. It's a good one. I would say as long as you're aware of what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. I, I said go right. for it. Right, I wouldn't be like, man, you want to watch this fucking blockbuster? Layer of the White Worm, it's hot! 
Watch it. Everyone will get it. If you like mildly erotic, somewhat hard to follow movies with some really whacked out sequences and some pretty good effects for the time, seriously. It's a bunch of nerd shit. I think the guy that directed this, whose name escapes me, also did a Tommy, I want to say. It was loosely based on a, uh, a Bram, Bram Stoker. Stoker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's Jinx! Crazy. Yeah, now we're in junior high school. Grand. Always had been. Oh, Lord. You know what I just realized? <laughs> what? We have Did not. Did you define religion? I love Jeebus. All right. Calm down. I love Jeebus and everything he stands for. What'd you realize, Chris? We, we don't even have a movie lined up. Nope. It's Uh-oh. a mystery. Mystery film. Mystery film eight. Part two. Part <laughs> Mystery film eight. Part two. Electric Boogaloo. Bonus Twice. points if you know what that's about. We're gonna we're gonna come off with one? What do you think? No. No, no, it's on me, and I leave you with mystery. Mystery. It'll make them want to listen to the next one, maybe. So if this podcast hasn't turned you off of uh, everything we're doing... You should check out what we watch next, because we don't watch bad shit. Yet. Yet. <laughs> if I have anything to say about it, I'll, well, I'm Well, so far we've stuck with movies that we both knew. I have a maybe stack. Maybe it's time for some random shit. I have a stack but of movies. But it's stuff that you know. I have a lot that I don't. I'm going to throw into in this. Ginger Dead Man 3 Right? Nah. Yeah. What's up? Saturday Night Cleaver? With your with your full moon productions. Alright, alright. We'll figure it out. It'll be a surprise. If you like it so far, keep listening because we're pretty sure you'll like the next one. And honestly? A bunch of weirdos. It's not going to get any worse than this one. <laughs> I ain't going to get no fucking better either. Good night. <laughs>